Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Get ready, Lightning fans. We're going to have a Game 7 on Wednesday. The Lightning blew their chance to close out the Caps. The Caps played as if their lives depended on this game Monday night. The Bulls lose 3 to nothing. And they force one of the bigger spectacles in sports. A Game 7 in the Eastern Conference Final. We'll recap Game 6 on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times along with producer Steve Versnick. Before we get started, I want to tell you about a special offer from Audible.com. Sign up now and get a free 30-day trial. That's a $15 value. And as a listener to this podcast, you get a free audiobook. Just go to audibletrial.com slash sportsday. That's spelled A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash sports day for a free 30-day trial and a free audiobook. Well, Steve, uh, you know, this was a good opportunity lost by Tampa Bay uh, on Monday night. They go to Washington and they have a chance to close out the caps. And they may be sorry they didn't win this game. I know they have a game seven. But Ryan Callahan, who, of course, was the hero in game five, I think he put it best after Monday night's game when he said... I think they were desperate. You know, they played with that desperate hockey and, and we should have matched it and we didn't. Uh, they played like their lives were on the line and, and we played like we had another chance. And, um, you know, that's unfortunate. But, uh, you know, we got to change the script now in Game 7. And I think that's that's pretty much maybe human nature, but that's sort of the way it played out. It did. Um, you know, and I thought I thought the start of the game was pretty good on both sides, really. I thought it was kind of... Yeah, they kind of felt each other out the first period. Um it was a lot of good action, not a ton of great scoring chances. Right. Um, you know, I thought both were kind of playing a little cautious, both trying to feel each other out. Washington was trying to be a lot more physical than they've been in the series. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really ramped up in the second period, particularly. Yep. Um, but, you know, I thought the first period, I thought, you know, I thought the longer that the game was scoreless or tied, the more that favored the Lightning, uh, particularly from the fans in the building, if nothing else. Uh, right, getting nervous that here we go again. Uh-huh. Um, that you know, one one quick goal the other way, and we could be you know out of the playoffs again. Uh, so I, I thought you know I, I thought after the first period you felt pretty good for the Lightning. You th- you thought you know things were going pretty smoothly, um, but you know you but you still needed. I, I didn't think they were shooting the puck enough. Right, um, they were passing up some glorious shooting opportunities. Stamkos passed one up early. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, mm-hmm. He tried to thread a pass through three different, you know, people, and you know that's not what you do, especially in an elimination game. I grant you're not going to be eliminated, but keep it simple. Shoot putts, pucks on the net. Um, you know, shoot for rebounds if, if nothing else. Sure. Uh, if you don't think you got the shot, shoot for a rebound. That's a better opportunity most of the time than trying to pass it through three defenders. Yeah, no, that's what they got into, and they did not keep it simple, and that's what they needed to. And you mentioned the physicality, which began really uh, in the first period a little bit. Um, the Lightning ended up getting out hit 39-19. to And listen, credit Alexander Ovechkin, who I thought played like a Hall of Famer. Um, this guy came out and blasted people and I think set the tone. They got a couple goals, of course, from T.J. Oshie, and, Oshie, and that uh, you know the first one was a power play goal. Uh, in the second period to make it one to nothing, and then he had the empty netter. But 
man, if, if you want to talk about what the difference in the game was, it was just it was the desperation, but really just the the, the physical uh, nature of this game um, and the lightning, you know, couldn't match it. And and like I said, I mean, Ovechkin was playing like a man possessed. Uh, he he just uh, he was on fire. His team fed off of that. Tom Wilson had a bunch of big hits again. Um, they they had collisions between each other. Um, it, it it got to be it got to be really something, you know. Where the Lightning, you have to wonder too. I know they have a day in between, and and both teams have to travel now to Tampa Bay. But you wonder how much of a toll, not just mentally but physically. Uh, that game will will put on the Lightning as they head into go into Game Seven. But I guess if you're looking for a good omen, um, I don't know if there really is one here. I mean, in terms of Game Sevens, uh, you did the research, Steve, that uh, the Lightning are three and zero in Game Sevens at home. But this year, it's been the road teams that have dominated in these playoffs. The road teams are forty one and thirty seven in the playoffs and one and one in Game Seven. So hasn't been much of a home ice advantage. But we talked about this going into the playoffs and when they won, you know, got got the uh, home ice for the Eastern Conference that, you know, that could that could come into play. John Cooper has said that home ice matters, but probably matters most in, in a game seven if it matters at all. Well, you know, game seven, look, game sevens generally are going to be tight, mm-hmm. generally low scoring. You know, Lightning have had several, you know, they had a 1-0 game, you know, years ago against Boston uh, that they lost that one in Boston in 2011. Um, yep. One shift, one matchup, and, and at home you get that last change. You know that one shift where you make the right matchup, and that may be the goal that wins it. Um, you know, game sevens are crazy. They're kind of you know they're almost coin flips. Although, you know, historically the home team does have a better record than the road team uh, in hockey. Although I, I think since they've changed the faceoffs where the defensive or the uh, the the road team doesn't always have to put their stick down first, I think that changes it a little bit as far as faceoffs go, but. You know, Game Sevens. The building's going to be. You know, I I know the Washington. Some of the the Washington beat writers and and John Walton, the radio announcer, who I know, following him on Twitter, saying the building was as loud as they've ever heard it up there in Washington. Oh yeah, it's going to be the same here in Tampa Bay. I mean, that yeah. building Wednesday night is going to be exploding and ready for the roof to blow off if the Lightning get an early lead or a lead. For, well, game. and that's I was going to say that's the key because it it could become a very nervous building as I thought it was starting to turn that way in Washington. When they got out of the first period and was zero zero, and and it, you know for for a while there in the second, I thought that the crowd got kind of quiet and a little nervous. It can mm-hmm. get nervous too if you give up an early goal and you think, oh my goodness, we're gonna we're gonna lose something. I mean, look, the Lightning were were left for dead. They they lost their first two games at home. They were zero and two in this series. They've come back and they won three games in a row, which a lot of people didn't think that that was possible. But it sure feels like they lost an opportunity here in Game Six. And, um, you know, and, and I would I would specifically look at, you know, how, you know, your your best players have to play great, you know, in these situations. And I'm sorry, but Nikita Kucherov, the effort that he gave with just one shot, no hits. Um, you know, Steven Stamkos had the one shot on the power play. Kucherov now has had one goal in six games. I mean, Jeremy Rennick said after the after the uh, the game that, and he was speculating. He says he I don't have any information on this. He goes, but man, he says you wonder if he's upset about something, like maybe because he's not starting the game or how he's being used. But you know, he had he was the culprit as much as any any one player with all the turnovers, 
sort of in the middle of the ice trying these 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 bad passes. And he mentioned his body language. You know, he said that he felt like, you know, Kucherov has a tendency to kind of hang his head. He does. And that, uh, that, that becomes, you know, he wasn't working as hard. And that becomes something on the bench that is – that is felt and is sort of picked up. And I I thought, I think he's right. I think, you know, I think at times Kucherov looked like he was pouting and, and he certainly was frustrated. Um, but that's not what you need from from him and from Steven Stamkos. You need those guys to, to uh, you know, to be felt out there, especially when the other superstar is, you know, feels like he's skating every shift because you, you feel him on every, every time he's on the ice. I think... When it comes to Kucherov, you know, there's a couple of things. One, what worked in the regular season doesn't work in the playoffs. Right. There's not as much open ice. A lot of those fancy mm-hmm. passes, cross-ice passes, trying to, you know, work around three defenders can work in the regular season. It's a different intensity, a different level. There's more open ice. You're not always playing the best competition every every night. And and they don't have that desperation on the line like like Washington did tonight and, and you know, playoff teams do. I think it was, you know, I've said for a long time I want to split Kucherov and Stamkos up. I think that's a mistake putting them together. All they're looking to do is pass to each other and make these spectacular plays when in the playoffs or, you know, in the regular season too, but in the playoffs particularly, dirty goals count the same as pretty goals. Yeah, You don't, you don't get bonus points for, for style. Um, and and, and those, those, you know, pretty passes are great. And on the power play it works sometimes, and we've seen a couple tic-tac-toe plays in these playoffs for the Lightning in, in this series. That's fantastic, but the dirty goals count just as much. And well, and John, and late John in the second Cooper, period, he split Stamkos. He split them up. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Um, and, and I think if, if for nothing else, defensively, those two together don't work very. Oh. Well. Um, and and, the, and, and yeah. in the regular season, you can get away with it. Like I said, the intensity's not there from the other team. It's not there from your team. It's 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 just the playoffs are a different level, and, and we see it every every year in the playoffs, and especially as you go deeper and deeper into the playoffs. Um, you know, just when you think the level can't go any higher, you see a game like tonight where Washington's level certainly went higher. Yeah, no, it did, and I think you're right in terms of uh, of, of having them on the ice at the same time defensively, they can become a liability and, and not getting the the puck out of their own zone and things like that. But offensively, they become a liability because they don't shoot the puck because they're not shooting. And Stamkos did turn down one point blank. Um, it doesn't make sense why he, you know, why he would turn it down. Um, but Stamkos and Kucherov only... are elite shooters, right? I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I consider them elite players. They are elite shooters, right? And well, elite shooters need to shoot. You have to. Phil Esposito says it all the time, and and he would know better than anyone. You have to be selfish, right? When you're that good, you have to be selfish, right? And 100 percent of the shots you don't take never go in. Well, just I mean, just look at um, you know game game five when. Um, you know Callahan's goal. You know when he's just driving to the net and and essentially, more as much as anything, ricochets off his hand or his stick um, on the rebound. But it's just because somebody shot the puck. You know, mm-hmm. somebody made a shot on net, and that's that's what they did not do. Um, you know, really on Monday night, they they did not look. Braden Braden Holtby was really was really good. Uh, he made some really good stops, especially made one against Palat, uh, another on Strawman, and even. The one shot Kucherov had was was a pretty good chance, um, but he didn't he didn't have that tough of a night, um, in my opinion. You know, I I just didn't think that they that they put enough enough on him. Um, you know, and and that's what uh, John Cooper said after the game. First of all, you have to shoot the puck. 
Um, and then when we do shoot the net or shoot the puck, you have to, uh, like we're getting way too many blocked and we're missing the net way too much. Um, you know, you got to execute. That's part of it. You know, people say executing is passing the puck and put it on the tape. Executing is getting pucks on net and putting them where you, you can get them back. And we just haven't been near aggressive enough in that. And you will get lots of zone time and we'll zip it around and cycle it behind the net. And, you know, it looks good for 25, 30 seconds and it's out. Accomplishes nothing. You know, you also said that they didn't play sort of, you know, match the desperation. And you knew that Washington was, I mean, this is an elimination game for them. You knew that they were going to be the most desperate team. And I'm with you, Steve. I think the first period, you know, when you got to that period and it was 0-0, I think, I think if you were scoring like a boxing match, you'd say Tampa won that one. You know, that they they came out, did what they had to do, and I thought Andre Vasilevsky probably made some really good saves and they could have easily been trailing in that game. But um, they it was a pretty even evenly matched, if not maybe a slight edge to the Lightning in the first period. But then... Um, you know, they take the penalty, they get behind one to nothing. And it just had the feel that, you know, whoever scored first in that game was going to have a really good chance to win. If, if the Lightning could have scored, then then you would have gotten all the doubt in the building. And they've already lost two, two in that building to the Lightning. And then I think it would have been, you know, psychologically a real lift for, for, uh, for the Bolts. But it just, it just never happened. And, you know, one thing Cooper said after the game is he says, you know, some it felt like somebody was engaged and somebody wasn't. Yeah, I think you know, like I said, after the first period, I think you know it was pretty evenly matched, and you kind of felt the advantage Tampa because you knew Washington was desperate. You knew they'd come out, you know, with their hair on fire, for lack of a better and they matched saying. it, and, and yeah. the Lightning matched it, kept it scoreless, and it was a pretty mm-hmm. even game. You look at the shots and everything else about it. Mm-hmm. What Washington did from the first intermission, the second intermission was completely turned it up a notch, particularly physically. Physically, and They, they yeah. really started hitting everything in sight. Um, right. And, and, you know, it, it didn't matter who. I mean, it was everyone on their team, starting with Ovechkin and Wilson and Orpik, and they were all – everybody was hitting there. And I think it threw the lightning off a little bit. But, but even mm. then, the lightning withstood it and only gave up a power play goal in the second period. I mean, you and right. I were texting after – I thought they were done, and, and you're like, and you yeah, said, got a whole you said to this go. game's over. They're going to lose four or five, nothing. <laughs> and I said, I said it's not over yet. I, I, I wasn't saying the Lightning were going to win. I actually thought it was looking like one of those games that's going to go one right. one into overtime. Um, right, but one nothing. Because the to light, your point, the Lightning yeah. looked pretty bad in that second period, mm-hmm. but yet they held Washington to one goal, and they're still within striking. They're within, you know, one fluke goal, one bad bounce, and, and it's a tie game. And, sure. and, to, and to the Lightning's credit, to start the third period, I thought they started really well. They did. Now, they were pressing a lot and pushing and pushing especially their defense up and and sometimes they got caught too many men up the ice, which is kind of how they the second goal was given up. Um yeah. they they were caught too deep down there and it was a breakaway the other way. I thought it should have been an icing. Um now yeah, I they guess, waved that off. I guess the reason for it was is Coburn won the race to the hash marks. But when he got to the hash marks from what I understand and I have to look at the replay again. The puck hadn't crossed the end line yet. So that's mm. why they waved off icing. Yeah. Coburn won the race, but the puck hadn't made the end line yet. They said Coburn could have made a play for it or potentially could have got it before the end line. So that's why they oh, waved wow. it off. I, 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 I haven't seen the replay again since I was told that, so I, I, I'd like to see that again to know. Um, so that's why it was waved off, and then it was a great pass to Devontae Smith-Pelly who, who then buried it to make it 2 yeah. nothing, And then – 
you know, th- then from then on out, and, and still the Lightning didn't, you know, the only other goal they gave up was an empty, or, uh, you know, empty netter, they had yeah. an empty netter on, on their end. So you know, as bad as they played, particularly in the second period, I thought they played a lot better in the third, although they were risking a lot more, pushing it more, which is why they gave up the goal. They were still in the game. Yeah, they were in it. It just, look, if you took this whole series, I mean, and Cooper, you know, talked about this too, is that, you know, I mean, first of all, it's human nature. If you know you have a game seven, you're not, you know, you know, you have to match the desperation. I thought they, I thought they did in the first period a little bit. And then you're right. Physically, I mean, Ovechkin was possessed and I, and I felt like, you know, the Capitals were just, they were just going to put a beating on these guys and they did. Although I did think Ovechkin got away with the charging penalty early in that second period. Well, he came off the bench and went straight to Yanni Gordon. That's, that's the textbook definition of charging that didn't get called. Now there was calls both ways that didn't get called. So, well, that's the thing. Have the officials swallowed the whistles in this, in this series? All of a sudden the last two games, they've swallowed the the whistles and aren't calling anything other than. You know, if you get a stick, were, penalty, you trip somebody with your stick or something like that, they're going to call it. But otherwise, they're right. letting everything. I mean, Orpik threw Chris Kunitz to the ground long after the puck was gone or to the ice. Guys are grabbing um, sticks against each other. Yeah, there, uh, and, and by the way, the Lightning got nailed for too many men on the ice penalty. Washington had a blatant one tonight they missed. Um, no, right. that's not the reason the Lightning lost. And there were some penalties missed. Girardi probably deserved a penalty Both on, sides, on the Ovechkin yeah. hit, you know. Yeah, um, off a face-off. That but, was interference. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was there was calls both ways that were missed. Yeah. But um, you know, I thought there were some. I thought there were some pretty bad ones for Washington. And, and you know, what you hate to see is is things get out of hand because they're not calling penalties. You know, I mean, right. people will sit there and say that you know, well, in the playoffs, you can't. You know, we don't we don't want the officials to we don't dictate want to play. Yeah. We don't want to decide. Yeah. But but not calling penalties is deciding it. The Absolutely. officials are deciding it by not calling penalties. Um, you know, and that, that's Absolutely. what gets frustrating sometimes about the playoffs is a penalty is a penalty, isn't it? Should be if it's a penalty during the and, regular season. I mean, I know it happens in all sports. It's not unique to hockey. And I no. understand the mentality that also usually, you know, I usually say this too, is that sometimes when you get to this level, you have really good teams that got there by not making penalties. You know what I mean? That they're, mm-hmm. they're smarter. They play cleaner. Um, just like in football, it's like, well, you you know, there's no holding. How come you play a Super Bowl? You hardly see a flag. Well, you know, that's because they don't commit. They don't beat themselves, you know, uh, a lot of times. But but there is – I think there is a tendency for officials in all sports, you know, when you get your championships that um, they don't want to decide it. But you're right. They are deciding it in hockey when you don't uh, – mm-hmm. Now, if there's a borderline right call, I'd probably lean towards not calling it because you don't want mm-hmm. the officials to to make a bad call. I think that's worse than, than missing oh, sure. a call. But – you know, you just like some consistency to it. Yeah, for sure. You know, there was, uh, and Cooper was saying, you know, you know, you can look at this, you can spin this any way you want. You can sit here and say, well, good for Tampa. They were down 0-2 and they've pushed this to a game seven. Or you can say, wow, they blew a big opportunity to close this series out. I think it's, um, you know, in the end, um, there is a game seven and it's at home, and uh, if you said to me, you just have to go two and two at home in this series and you're going to win it, we'll take that. We took two here on the road, but now we've got to go home and, and, and make sure that you know, we take care of business there. But it's uh, you know shame on us if we don't. And maybe winning three in a row when people thought that you know, they were on life support that, that 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 took some of it some of a toll. You know what I mean? Like you know what I mean? Like 
desperate mode, and they and they managed to steal one up there. I thought the second win they had in Washington, I felt like Vasilevsky kind of stole that game. But you know, they they won both those games. They win again at home, and and yet he said, you know what? But every time this team has kind of been pushed against the wall, and they're and you could argue game seven, both teams are there. They've always pushed back. So um, you know, again, they didn't they did not play their game. Um, they did not keep it simple. They did not throw enough pucks on net. And so they have to get back to doing that. And in a home arena when you got 20,000 people pulling for you, if you can get a lead or at least, you know, drag them into the, into the third, you know, the third period with, uh, with a tie game and a chance to, you know, I mean, you're, look, you're, it's, it, somebody's going to the Stanley Cup, right, on Wednesday. I mean, mm-hmm. somebody's going somebody's gonna to get that final appearance against Las Vegas. It's all on the line. I can't imagine what the intensity of that game and that arena will be, uh, you know, when they when they start a game seven. It's go, it's going to be a spectacle. It really is. It's going to be a fun night at Amelie Arena. And, and one more point to to game six. I thought Andre Vasilevsky was fantastic. He was unbelievable. And and that that game gets out of hand, especially in the second period, if he's not. Oh. If he's not, they're doing down what he five does. nothing, yeah. aren't they? Four five nothing. Easy. Yeah, I mean, he was spectacular. And for all the talk of the first two games of the 10 goals and, and, you know, should they change? Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Or whatever. You know, those 10 goals weren't his fault. And, no. and, you know, maybe he didn't play as well as he has the last couple games in the first two games, but he's been very good all series. And, you know, he's the reason that they're where they're at in the playoffs, period. I mean, he's right. he's been hands down their best player all season, hands down. So what do you think happens now with um, with with Stamkos and, and in particular uh, with Kucherov? I mean, do these guys – I don't know what to make of Kuch sometimes, and, you know – it, it was funny when the series began. They did a story on which Russian will play better, <laughs> and you know what? I mean, okay, Vasilevsky's playing awfully big, obviously, but we're talking about Kucherov and Ovechkin. Man, I don't remember a game Ovechkin didn't show up. I wonder with I, I Kucherov. Mean, I wonder with Kucherov a couple things. One, is he hurt at all? And I'm not saying he is, but right. is that affecting? You know, that's the but, first thing you think. But about. I also think. Alex Ovechkin is the greatest Russian player of all time. Yes. He is the standard. Is how he much how him. much is Kucherov yeah. trying to outplay him and maybe he's trying to do too much? Maybe. I, I don't know. I'm not you know, I I, I can't. They tell have you totally different happened. games, don't well, you diff- think? Different I mean, games, it, but but yeah. if you're pl- if you're Russian and you're playing Alex Ovechkin, your goal is to play better than him. Not necessarily his game better than him, but you want to outshine him. If you're yes. a star player as a Russian. Yes. So is Kucherov putting too much pressure on himself, and, and is that getting in his own head? I, I don't know. I, and I know he's be. got no space in this series, which that can frustrate no. a, a guy like Kucherov who likes to have space and, and is really good in space and skate. But that's called playoff hockey, well, right? Exactly. I mean, that's what Washington's doing what they're supposed to do to him. 
much right. like right. you know, much like the Lightning for the last few games has really sh- kind of shut down Alex Ovechkin for the most part. I mean, well, and they took a run at they took a run at him, and it should have been interference and knocked him down the ice. Mm-hmm. I mean, he took some hits too. Yeah, well, absolutely. Um, you wonder with Kuch, you know, I, I, I'm curious. Could if, he be if, mad? That he's not starting the game, could he be mad of how he's you know when they're coming onto the ice? I don't, I Could don't that think be bothering that. I don't, him. I don't think that bothers him. I mean, all season they start different players all the time. It's not like the Stamkos line started every game this year. They're, they're always changing up who starts. I mean, in hockey, yeah, st- starting doesn't mean much. You play matchups, right? Exactly. You play matchups, shift. but you know you're also, you know, sometimes it's rewarding guys for a good game the last time, so you let them start. I mean, they, they, hockey. They started the fourth it's, it's line not again like, tonight. It's not like basketball or football where it's a you know baseball. Obviously, those are the only players that play. You're not rotating players in and out, but it's a big deal yeah. to be the starter in a football game. Even right. if you only play ten snaps, but you started, it's a big deal. Hockey's not that way. I don't. Right. I don't think it's that. I, I mean, I would hope it's not that when you're in the Stanley Cup, you know, the Eastern Conference Final. And with the Stanley when you Cup get to a game line. seven, would you change up the line? Would you would you keep Kucherov? Well, I'm, I'm and curious if I'm curious up, if you start the yeah. game that way. I've been saying for months to split those guys up, and and I know, you know, the the thought of it is very lethal, especially in the, the regular season where you have more space. But I just think they defer to each other too much. Yeah, I, I think you know all season we've seen that where they're they're looking to, for the extra pass to each other instead of just shooting the puck. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, as much as we complain, you know, the other thing is, you know, even all the regular season, you complain how much they sh- they don't shoot the puck, except they're one of the highest scoring teams in the league. Right. That's the funny part of it. I mean, they're so deep that they can do that. Um, I just. I, but they I, really did a good job of that in game five. I mean, that was the mm-hmm. thing. I mean, I think, you know, they, they came out and they they kept firing pucks at Hope. In fact, going into game six. Holtby was the goaltender that everybody had doubts about that. Mm-hmm. There were there was talk about, you know, well. You know, uh, it, you know, it looks like, you know, at this point that Vasilevsky, you know, with 10 goals or notwithstanding, whatever, they weren't all his fault. He's he's the hot goaltender now. And Holtby, you have questions about. And now you don't have any questions about Vasilevsky, but they, th- they sort of didn't throw enough at Holtby in game six. I think I saw this was Holtby's first shutout this season. Wow. Not playoff season. Right? Season. Oof. And it's only the second time the Lightning have been shut out all season. They were, shut out, they were shut out by Boston in March, 3 mm-hmm. nothing, And this is only the second time they've been shut out all year. Wow. And game, you know, what is this game? Almost closing in on 100. 100 games at this point. Yeah. Yep. We're down. We're up. We're up to close to 100 games. And, and, uh, and, and yet, and yet, if I'd have told you, <laughs> this is the old, if I'd have told you, you could play one game at home against the Washington Capitals to go to the Stanley Cup finals at the beginning of the year. Who would not want that situation? You'd be, you'd right? be or you'd be excited, or, you'd be happy, or after getting down o two, okay, having lost both games at home, and I told you you're going to play Game Seven at home to go to the Stanley Cup Finals and for a chance to All go to of Vegas. Those scenarios, you should go to <laughs> Vegas. Forget about the Stanley Cup Finals, just to go to Vegas, like just just to take a junket, you know, like a gambling junket on the charter plane. Um, you would say yes. Um, so yeah, I mean, all of that. And I'm sure Las Vegas is saying, "Good, go Game Seven, play three overtimes." Yeah, absolutely. You know, well, the, the good news is, in the NHL announced the Stanley Cup Final schedule that yeah, starts Monday. Game Seven yeah. is Wednesday. The game, the Stanley Cup Final, will not start till Monday, Memorial Day, on no matter what. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. So there's right, going to exactly. be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, so four off days. In Plenty of time. So, yeah. yeah. 
And, and the lightning, and know, and the lightning would start at home if if they they make would the be Stanley here, which, they don't is, have to which travel. is huge. Yeah, they right. don't have That's to travel. That's a whole day that they don't have to spend getting on an airplane and going someplace. So going across the country yeah. to Vegas. I mean, that's where it's going to be yeah. if they if they make it if they win on Wednesday. And that's look against the trade winds. That's like a five hour trip. I made that trip. It's mm-hmm. about three forty five coming back, but going out there, it's it's a good chunk. So um, they wouldn't have to do that. All it's so funny how game to game. I mean, the swings in this series, the emotions of this series. But then I I kind of look at it in, in its totality, and it's kind of like, man, the Lightning dug themselves out of this hole. It's remarkable that they accomplished this, and yet, if you look at the three wins that Washington has has had, um, you know, two really dominant wins uh, in Tampa against the Lightning to start the series, and then you know. Last night, I mean, I, I really felt like, I, I mean, yeah, the first period kind of even, but overall you come out of there thinking, man, Washington really took it to him, really took it to him. I don't know that I don't know that Washington is, it hasn't played the best overall in this series. I know it's tied 3-3, so they are dead even, but it just sort of feels like if I'm Washington, I'm, I don't know how much wind I really have in my sails. I guess tell me who scores the first goal on – you know, on on Wednesday night, and I'll tell you who's probably going to win. But I would feel pretty confident about about taking a game, you know, taking Game Seven after having just played Game Six. I think I think the Lightning on paper are the best team, but I think okay. Washington's played the better series overall. Okay, that's but, what I was getting. Yeah, at. no, exactly. I'm I'm agreeing with <laughs> you. Know, you. I'm agreeing. Five with minutes you. to do it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I I think you know, I, I, but. Get to a game. I mean, here's the the things too: is the Lightning started down 0-2, they won three in a row. Yeah. It's hard to beat a a good team four times in a row. Four straight. I was thinking that tonight. It's hard to beat the game. two or three times in a row. I mean, these, really you know, is. And Washington is. You know, at the beginning of the playoffs, I said there's seven to eight teams that could win the Stanley Cup, and Washington was one of them. The Lightning was one, of mm-hmm. course, too. Mm-hmm. I think that was you know, at the beginning of the Stanley Cup, I said the Lightning, the Bruins. The Caps, the Penguins, and Maple Leafs in the East, and I thought it was Winnipeg, Nashville, and Vegas in the West that could win it. Right. I thought those were the well, only teams that could really win. And Toronto was a borderline, so seven to eight. So you know, you're talking. You know, the Capitals are one of the best teams in, in, in hockey. To beat them four mm-hmm. times in a row is tough. I mean, the Lightning did it to Boston, and you're still sitting there going, "How do they do that?" Because Boston's right. a good and team too. To your point, that the you know the Caps couldn't win three in a row against the Lightning, or they probably would have won this series very handily. They mm-hmm. were up 2-0, and they couldn't win three. Right. It is hard. It's hard to do. Uh, forget about what Las Vegas has done. That's just a whole different story that um, everybody, you know, is going to celebrate when they get to the Stanley Cup final. But, um, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. And and yet, here it is all on the line, man. I mean, people remember some pretty famous Game 7s, I guess the biggest which of which was raising the Stanley Cup over their heads. I mean – you know, two thousand and four, they they you know came back from Calgary and and they got it done. So look, this is only the fourth feels, time you're going to have a game seven on home ice here in Tampa. They're rare, fourth yeah. time in history, and this yeah. one's for a berth in the Stanley Cup. Now, the the one against Calgary was by far the biggest. Yeah, but this is this is you know one of the next biggest ones to get you back to the Stanley Cup final. Oh, it's going to be a spectacle. It's going to be a spectacle because somebody's going after this game. You know. Um, and and again, I I think they played hard. I think they wanted to close it out. I do think there's something about the most desperate, the more desperate team. Here's the great thing about a game seven: both of them are equally desperate. Mm-hmm. This is it. There's no, no one can fall back on another game. 
and maybe that's human nature. The Lightning knew they had that in their pocket, and you know what? They earned that. They earned that during the regular season. You know, that's that's what winning. You know, having home ice advantage in the Eastern mm-hmm. Conference brought them. Well, so, and they earned they the break. They earned the break tonight to have an extra game after tonight's performance. They, they earned did. that exactly. by winning three games earlier in the series. I mean, that's correct. As, as John Cooper says all the time, you make your own breaks. Yeah, you know, Absolutely. you get breaks, so. but you you know you work to make them. Then. Yeah, and if Washington comes down and and you know and wins this game, they will have deserved it, and it's their year. And and Lord knows that uh, there's some really great players over there, starting with Ovechkin, that you know probably should have played in a couple Stanley Cups by now and haven't. So this they feel like this is their time. This is going to be uh, a really exciting exciting uh, week and exciting you know Wednesday uh, coming up in Tampa Bay for Tampa Bay fans and. You know, again, thank goodness the Lightning have had sort of this run um, to the conference finals. You know, the, certainly the Rays have been down for a number of years. The Bucks haven't been to the postseason, um, you know, in 10 years. So postseason is for the fans. You know, that's it's great to be a fan of a team during the regular season, but when you get to you're the only game on TV, when you're the only thing that anyone's talking about in your sport, that's really what it's about. And to have that in Tampa Bay – I'm sure whoever gets a chance to go to that game, if you're lucky enough to go, it's going to be something that you'll never, ever forget. So, um, yeah, it's exciting. But, hey, they let one – they let an opportunity slip by, but they have another one, so that's really all that matters. It's still – you know, everything is uh, is right there for them. And like I said, w- who would not have taken this, you know, after they went down 0-2 in the series um, for, you know, one game at home to go to the Stanley Cup? So we will preview, uh, of course, Game 7 coming up this week. And then, you know, the Rays also, they return home. They had a successful road trip of their own. They begin a series against the Boston Red Sox at the Trop. It'll be Jake Faria against always dangerous and tough Chris Sale. That's not a a matchup that the Rays usually fare very well against. Um, No Sergio Romo starting this game. That seems like an odd thing, doesn't it? What? I thought he started every game. I thought he was the beginning pitcher. What are they they calling him? The opener. The opener. The opener. The opener. You have a closer and an opener. I you know, like it. I, just real quick on that. So I, I read some comments by Zach Cozart, who plays for the Angels, and he was ripping it, saying it's bad for baseball and this. And and his whole point was, you know, it's like spring training where, you know, when we start a game, we know who the pitcher is, and we know we're going to face the pitcher three times, and the first time you're kind of seeing what he's got, and then you get used yeah, to Yeah, that's why they're well, doing it. I'm like, I'm like, so you're saying this makes it easy for you. Shouldn't the other team be trying to make it tough for you? That's right. I'm, I'm like, I don't care. I actually think this has some teeth to it. I think that, listen, the Rays have done this before. I mean, do have you seen um, some of the shifts that are being applied and well, regularly by every team in baseball yes. now. I mean, the Astros have one, I think, uh, or is it uh, is it an Astros player? Or is Joey one player? Gallo. Joey like, Gallo, I think. Yeah, it Joey is. Gallo. Everybody in the entire field is on the is on right the right side, side yeah. of the of the field. Um, so I mean, look, they have already changed baseball with the analytics, um, you know, with uh, with the shifts and everything that they have done. That has now kind of become the norm. Who's to say they're not right? And that's the thing. Here's what I know about the Rays. They're going to do it long enough to figure it out whether they are right. And they're going to give it a good, long, and, and prosperous look about how you execute this idea. And I I kind of – I mean, it was already kind of successful, at least in terms of what, you know, what Sergio was ever to, able to do those two games. And why not? I mean, it does make sense. of You know, you got a guy that, uh, you know, 
usually when you get to the order through the order three times. So if you start somebody else and, and he's a bad matchup, they have the analytics about how many runs are generally scored in the first inning versus the rest of the game. Uh, all that stuff seems to play out. But the, the one thing you have to do is you have to give it a long sample size. You know, you have to mm-hmm. – if you're going to play percentages, if you're going to go with the analytics, well, that's, those are usually – accumulated over 162 games so you just can't do it here or there it has to be something that you're committed to sticking to um and you know and and the rays are the perfect small market you know team to try it and they're they're bold enough to do it and you know what i mean heck even you know no one could quite figure out what they were trying to do offensively this year either and that seems to have worked um for the most part so you know, that's the whole thing. You go into it going, what if this works? Well, what that, if, what and, if every team starts doing this? And Zach Cozart went on to say, because Sunday, Romo started, and Zach Cozart bats fifth or sixth or, you know, whatever in the order. He's right. not top. Mm-hmm. So he he was going to be up in the second inning, and he was expecting Matt Andres to be the pitcher. Well, they brought Romo back out for a couple batters mm-hmm. in the second. No one was expecting that. And right. he said that, you know, it, it, I was expecting Andres and I was this. and <laughs> Exactly. Well, then, then the Rays did their job. <laughs> right. If it made it tougher for you, that was the intention, man. I'm like, if you We're don't like try- it for, if you don't like it because you don't think it's going to work or whatever else, I get it. But that's fine. But to like, because you're used to facing a pitcher three times and that's what you want to prepare for. The whole part of strategy is to try to, to, to make the other team uncomfortable, whether it's bringing yeah. in. You know, the left-handed pitcher to face the left-handed batter or, you know, a shift to, to stop you. You're trying to make the other team uncomfortable. That's what you try to do. That's the whole well, That's the whole essence of sports. How many times did David Ortiz or these hitters that are dead pole hitters complain about it? You know, because they would, they would hit rockets, you know, into the outfield and get thrown out at first base. And you know what? The answer is learn how to go the other way. Yeah. You know, learn how to beat the shift. Drop down a bunt. Do something else. Do something different. You the, know? the home run era has created a bunch of hitters that can't hit. No, because they're all trying to yoke the ball. Well, because yeah. it, because it became, I need to hit home runs, and so yeah, that's all. Right. The, you know, you know, twenty, thirty years ago, you want to you want to line up on the left side. I'm going to hit to the right. You want to line up on the right. I'm going to hit sure. to the left. Is sure they they knew how to hit the ball, and and, and pitching's a lot field. different too. Um, they're pitching. You know, the other thing is you pitch to the shift too. Okay, right. my fielders are over here. I I can't throw the ball here, here, or here. I've got to throw it here, and I can only throw these pitches. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's it's not just shifting your, your defense. You know, yeah. And I think it, it's gotten if easier. If you want to complain like, about it, hit it where they're not. To your point, it's gotten easier that you know guys are trying to lift everything or trying to hit the ball in the air all the time. Mm-hmm. So I think it's much easier to predict where the ball is going if you're trying to get lift um, and trying to drive the ball. Um, so those shifts those shifts seem tend to work more. So, you know, hey, it's I I've actually thought about this and I thought, you know what? They should stick with it because um they may be onto something. I played baseball a long time and you know, anytime, you know, anytime you disrupt a hitter's rhythm, anytime you disrupt like one of the one of the hardest things to do is is to face different pitchers throughout the same game, mm-hmm. you know. Um unless and, and and the other you know, the other the other side of that is um, if somebody starts and they're just, you know, just lights out and you have no success against them, I used to love it when they brought in anybody. You know what I mean? The guy could throw 99. It didn't mm-hmm. matter. Just get the guy out of there that's dominating us, you know, any way possible. Yep. Pitch count, whatever. I mean, you were just glad to see somebody else, anybody else. But it's very hard to go up there one time and face 
you know, one guy that throws sliders away and he's right-handed. Next guy, you you face face some, you know, some slow-breaking lefty. Um, you know, the next guy submarines the ball up there. I mean, that's that's much harder to do, and that's why you know when starters get deep into lineups and they go around it three times, you do see the adjustments because hitters hitters can time you. They can they they learn how you're attacking them. They do make adjustments from at bat to at bat. Sometimes in the majors, you have to do it within the same at bat. So. Mm-hmm. Anything that keeps that that sort of rhythm, uh, you know, disruptive, it would seem it would work to me, you know. Um, but in a perfect world, you know, you've got Justin Verlander going out there every five days. You know what I mean? I mean, oh, that's sure. You know, if you got that, that's what you want. I mean, I don't think the Red Sox are going to cry because they they're going to throw you know three Cy Young Award winners. At yeah, they're not they're series. not they're not having openers before David Price, Rick <laughs> no. Porcello, Chris Sale. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're good. Yeah, they're good. Uh, Chris Sale's not going to have need somebody to to open for him. This is not the comedy club. You know what I mean? Like you just you just run your mainliner out there. He's going to do all two and a half hours. We're good. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. But hey, anyway, uh, we're going to also have OTAs. I'll be out at One Buck Place uh, this week, starting today, and then also on Thursday they're open to the media. So I will have a chance to talk to some players. Uh, who knows which ones that they'll make available. Uh, if it's going to be like that or off the field, but we'll let you know. So you want to check on TampaBay.com for all the latest. Uh, and we'll also get to see who's showing up for the voluntary uh, off-season workouts, which is always a thing, right? Like Tom Brady didn't make it to the uh, OTAs in New England for the first time in his whole career. And, uh, of course, there's some strife about, you know, him doing the TB12 and the thing with his trainer, Alex Guerrero. But – uh, unusual for him, and, that, and that's sort of what happens. Even though it's voluntary, these workouts become about as much about who's not there as who is there. So we'll see who's not there because uh, we'll have a chance to watch the workout and then talk to Dirk Cutter afterwards. So make sure you uh, you check with us, and we'll talk about that all week as well. We got lots of Buck stuff coming up, and interviews with uh, coaches, and some interesting topics to uh, to deal with on that level. We are glad that you guys listen to us uh, every day. We're here Monday through Friday, and um, we enjoy the feedback from you. You can reach us on Twitter at SportsDayTB. You can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud, or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. Love for you to rate and review this podcast, Steve. Where can they do that? Anywhere you get your podcasts, whether you subscribe through iTunes or maybe Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn. It's on SoundCloud, iHeartRadio. You can rate and review or like the, the post there. Or you can always go to tampabay.com slash sports, the latest episodes there, which you can like and leave comments to. Get your rest, Tampa Bay Lightning fans. Get some honey and some tea and get those uh, throats re- loosened up because you've got Game 7 on Wednesday. There's nothing like it. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. For Steve Versnick, have a great day, everybody. 